Hey everybody, welcome back to the Riley Live Movie Review Podcast. I am your host, Riley, joined today by a very special guest for a very special episode. Say hello to Mo Diggity. I'm special. <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> so today, folks, on the Riley Live Movie Review Podcast, we're not just reviewing one little simple movie. Uh, I got my buddy Mo Diggity uh, to join me in con- concocting our top 10 movies of all time. Um, we're going to talk about our top 10 lists, uh, why we feel this way about these films, and we're going to have a great fucking time. How does that sound, folks? Uh, so, I guess, uh, if you want to drop into the top 10, do you want to go first, or should I, Mo? You should go ahead and go first, but I want to go ahead and just say this, like what I was uh, telling you earlier, because... For those of you who are just now tuning in, uh, I was telling Riley, yeah, man, I, I had a uh, uh, I had a list already made up and then we were just sitting there and I just started looking at the list. I'm like, huh, do you really feel this way about this movie? Is it truly top 10? Because originally my list had a, a, a couple of movies on there it had a. Follow that bird, uh, the Sesame Street movie, because it was a super, super influential movie uh, when I was a kid, right? Like, uh, I never, because anyone who's ever watched Sesame Street. Yo, that movie's Street, sick. The Sesame Street movies are actually sick. I love yeah, those movies. Yeah, I, I had that. And see, I had to refine Have my you seen list. A... Twi- I had I'm to sorry. Refi- I had to refine my list twice because. I started noticing, oh, fuck, half my movies are fucking uh, uh, Muppet movies. Like, I had, uh, <laughs> because, like, the first No had a real hard-on was... for Jim Henson when he made his list. Oh, dude, because I was trying to, like, be real about it, you know? But I started thinking, wait a minute, do you really like fucking, uh, do you really like uh, 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 Follow That Bird more than you like Spaceballs? Be honest, Mo. Like, no, <laughs> be honest i really me. you're like all right do you really like fucking uh the muppets take manhattan more than you like jackie brown be honest mo and i'm like dude i i had to uh refine it and then i i started uh i fell into the trap of uh of uh just putting down every movie that i can remember that i fucking loved and i was like this is you know these are fucking great movies but they're not they're not a uh, uh, top 10 of all time. You like see what maybe, I would have done in your maybe shoes. Maybe regular top 10, but not of all time. What I, what I would have done in your shoes is uh, when I realized that half my list was Muppet movies, I would have just replaced the rest of my list with Muppet movies and then came to this call and be like, wait a minute, did you say top 10 movies of all time? I thought you said top 10 Muppet movies of all time. <laughs> Yo, dude, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like the first four were... Uh, uh muppets christmas carol which i really really love but then i started debating to myself well wait a minute am i do i really want this movie to be on the movies or if we ever did like top five or ten christmas movies uh this yo i would totally do that (laughs) yeah 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 i'm totally down to do uh uh like i'm i'm down for this to be just part one of like top ten movies of all time like I mean, we'll I, see. We'll I see where it like, goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh this movie, uh, like uh this list, a uh, Christmas list. Uh, uh, God. Uh, yeah. But, like the first four were like Muppets Take Manhattan, fucking uh, uh Muppet Christmas Carol, which I did watch recently as of uh, uh two Christmases ago, and it still really, really holds up. Like I liked it when I was a kid but I fucking loved it as an adult now. But I, you know, being honest, it wasn't a top 10 of all time caliber and it is a Christmas movie. So, you know, it's, it's hard to put that in there. Like it's the reason why, um, fucking, uh, a, a Christmas story didn't make the top 10 list of all time because it's a Christmas movie. And I, I think that's, kind of like a different mentality you know because it's hard to put up a, a a christmas story up against like uh fucking star wars or lord of the rings or something you know what i mean 
Yeah, definitely. So my list, I think the only thing that really changed from like my perception of like my top movies to like what I ended up putting down on the Google Doc um, was uh, Captain Marvel didn't make the list, uh, which it I've always considered that as one of my even like top five. Uh, but as I, you know, kind of thought about it and I made the list that ended up not making the cut. Uh, so that was the only movie that really I, I felt like was going to be on the list. And then it didn't end up being on the list is Captain Marvel, which I know everybody hates. And I'm a weirdo because I like it, <laughs> but it, it gets an honorable mention, but it's not on the list. Yeah, like, a, I don't know, like with Marvel movies, you know, if I if I'm not interested in you know the 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 first 15 minutes of the film i'm kind of like uh eh, i'm kind of out the first 15 and, and minutes of a marvel I, film are never good cuz that's before you get to any of the action no that's that's absolutely not true at all the first 15 minutes of guardians of the galaxy is fucking amazing fair enough you know, yeah but but you know what before before we start deconstructing everything you know you can go ahead and go first if you like and we'll just go from there uh, yeah, I think if we hit, I think if the stream is over an hour by the time we've done our bottom five, we'll split into a two-parter. But if not, we'll just marathon it. Um, so my number ten, uh, which I said before the stream, is probably going to make Mo really upset. This is on my list. <laughs> um, my is number it, ten is it fucking Juno. Uh, no, Juno is much higher on the list. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, now um, I gotta know. So what? What's the movie? My number ten is Drake and Josh go Hollywood. <laughs> Oh Christ Almighty. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on a fucking cross and then set it ablaze. Listen, okay, and I'm not I'm not kidding either, because we all know I've talked about it many times. Drake and Josh is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And they made they made two movies about it, most of which are pretty good. Uh and I mean all of which are good out of the two. They're both good. Um, but uh Drake and Josh Go Hollywood was the first and I think it's a very admirable in that I know that a lot of times when you try to turn like a a 22 minute sitcom into a 90 minute movie, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, but Drake and Josh go Hollywood fucking works. Like you still feel the great dynamic between Drake Bell and Josh Peck. There's still a lot of funny moments. There's still a lot of, you know, heart in it. Uh, a lot of funny uh, Megan shenanigans. Everything that embodies Drake and Josh is in this movie while they'd still up the ante and make it feel like a film. So I, I think Drake and Josh Go Hollywood was very successful in what they set off to do with it. And I, I, I really like it. Uh, it's a movie that I, I remember very fondly. I had a DVD of it as a child. And I was thinking, when I was making the list, I didn't have a number 10, and I was like, all right, I want to put a Nickelodeon movie on this list. And I considered the SpongeBob movie. But I thought about it, and I'm like... I love, like, early Spongebob, but the Spongebob movie isn't a standout for me, which I know, you know is weird. You know, I don't think I've ever seen the Spongebob movie, now that I think about it, because I, I couldn't even, like, reference a single scene from the Spongebob movie, unfortunately. I, I could reference several. The movie is pretty good. Yeah, just, yeah uh, 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 Paul, my admin, Paul Diggity. You know, he can reference fucking scenes for that movie out the ass. So can, like, almost everyone else I know. But for some reason or another, I just, I've never gotten around to watching that movie. Or the Drake and Josh movie, for that matter. How much have you seen of Drake and Josh the show? Uh, not much at all, because this is, this is stuff that was, like, uh, uh, after my time. Because I, I stopped, like, watching Nickelodeon right around the time that, like, cat dog and and rugrats and okay all that start yeah yeah drink it yeah, well, so like rugrats didn't end until, rugrats didn't end until 2007 mo oh uh, well i it, it ended for me like there's it, a it lot ended of in shit. your heart yeah 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 like about the mid 90s i was already moving on to you know like wearing all black and listening to heavy metal and i haven't started listening to punk yet and all that shit so yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I yeah. stopped I stopped watching uh, or watching anything uh, Nickelodeon related. Unfortunately, I mean, that's not to shit on Nickelodeon. I fucking love that channel. You know, it's really sad though. It's the contrast comparison to like from then till now. There's a picture of the Nickelodeon Studios building, and it's all like bright and orange and colorful, wacky fucking shit all over the place. Like you knew it was Nickelodeon. 
and then like in the 2000s it's all like gunmetal corporate fucking gray and it's all like because it's, it's not static. nickelodeon studios anymore well no it, it still says nickelodeon out there but it's just not like, oh, okay the they were comparing the nickelodeon, nickelodeon that we know the i'm talking about the building mainly Oh, okay. I thought you meant like Nickelodeon Studios, which was a place that they used to film some shows, and they would do tours of it. And it was at Universal. And they, oh, okay, uh, yeah, uh, uh, that was. I guess Nickel, uh, the Nickelodeon, the company. I just said Nickelodeon Studios, just because that was sort of my default calling it. Yeah, no, Nickelodeon Studios, the actual place that was called that, is like the dopest shit, and it's so sad. They fucking like. They gutted the place and they replaced it with like a place where I think the Blue Man Group performs there now. Uh, is what that is what that place is used for. It's really sad because isn't Universal Studios isn't that isn't that gone now? Oh no, Universal's still around. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I, I guess maybe I'm thinking about Astro World. Oh man, that that's a that's a sad loss to time right there is Astro World. And so is Nickelodeon, like the uh, like the building and all that, and fucking Blue Man Group. I still, no one's still been able to figure out how a company can buy an entire group of people, because like they they, uh, I think Universal Studios or whoever owns them, they own the Blue Man Group now. The like the like the kind of the performers, but not really the performers, but it's sort of like their gimmick, their shtick. Who are the fucking Blue Man Group? Do they do anything else with their lives? Do they do anything when their skin isn't blue? Who cares? They're the Blue Man Group. They're the They're Blue Man. Yeah, fair shit. enough. All they gotta do is just fucking be mutes, look at each other kind of weird and pound on stuff, and dress all in blue and black. I like, feel like hearing one of them talk would be like the most like existential crisis one could have. More than likely, they're probably all on YouTube. We've just never really... uh. Uh, uh, search for it, you know? It's like seeing a face of a VTuber for the first time that you really like. They're like, did I really need to uh, have this reveal? It, it's kind of like, it, it's it's sort of weird, you know? It's like, do you want to know how the magic is made? Because after that, after you open that fucking box, you can't close it back anymore. Yeah, it turns out Mo Diggity uh, was a member of the Blue Man Group the whole time. And I'm broke as shit, and I live in an RV. This is fucking bullshit. I got hosed by life. <laughs> you were the you were the fourth blue man. They kicked you out. Yes, I was the fat one. I was going to be called Blueberry. Oh my god. But what yeah, Drake and, uh, Drake and Josh go Hollywood. Uh, very funny film. Uh, Drake Bell and Josh Peck have some of the best chemistry uh, in comedy history. Um, Easy number 10 to Drake, Drake and Josh go Hollywood. Uh, what about you, Mo? What's your number 10? Good one. Good oh, movie. Shit. Sorry. Sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I was taking the fucking drink finishing off a of Coke. And then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, well, before we go, like, uh, uh, what was the Drake and Josh movie? Like, uh, uh, what what did they do? What was the premise, the point? Oh, of the do you want me to tell you the plot? Okay, so... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, in the Drake and Josh movie, um, uh, Drake and Josh... Uh, so, the, the basic plot is that uh, uh, Drake and Josh's little sister, Megan, uh, is supposed to fly to uh, Denver to go, like, hang out with one of her friends, but she accidentally gets on a flight to Hollywood, California... And and the parents are out of town, so Drake and Josh have to go to Hollywood to find and <laughs> retrieve their little sister. And along the way, uh, Josh accidentally switches like backpacks or laptops or something with like a criminal who's trying to run a counterfeit ring. So then the criminals start hunting Drake and Josh down, <laughs> and that's that's the plot of the movie. Dun dun dun. And there's like a, it's surprisingly dark for fucking Drake and Josh. Like there is these like insane thugs that are literally going to kill them. They like kidnap them and throw them in like a fucking room. And there was, there's also the other time that Josh ca uh, caught Drake freebasing crack. And then they have <laughs> a whole fucking, you know, the whole uh, little arc where he's like, I can't do it, man. I'm going to fucking, or you're going to rehab. You're going no, to that clean, was the, Drake. That 
that was the second movie. That was uh that was uh Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. That that's that's the one where Josh's hidden alcoholism fucking comes out and everyone finds out he's an alcoholic because he's like, fuck you! I don't need your shit, Drake, you're a fucking bitch. It's Drake and Josh. They start fucking arguing about like the the the, the names of the marquee, which ones go first. It's like, dude, it's Drake and Josh. There should be Josh and Drake. Fuck you! I'll fucking kill you. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they do do that joke in the show. I don't. I don't think it quite escalates to "I'll fucking kill you," but I think, <laughs> I think that did happen. Um, but yeah, that's that's what happens to Drake and Josh go Hollywood. I almost put "Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh" on this list, but I ended up giving it to Go Hollywood. Uh, "Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh" is also very good. Uh, they literally commit federal crimes in that movie, and somehow they're just let off. <laughs> yeah, you know, because they're they just love love each you know the the, the people that you know love Drake and Josh. They're white. The thing yeah, about you know, yeah, I don't even remember what Josh did, but like Josh was like there was like a misunderstanding that resulted in Josh getting sent to jail, and then Drake fucking breaks him out of jail. <laughs> yeah, so the, the goddamn that that white privilege really does work for some people, huh? <laughs> Literally, the, like, the plot of the plot of Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh. Uh, I guess honorable mention here uh, is that Josh goes to jail because of a misunderstanding, and then Drake breaks him out. Um, and Drake, uh, earlier in the film, he was a mall Santa, and he promised a little girl uh, that he would he would give her the best Christmas ever. And uh, the plot of the film is uh, they go into the courtroom, and their lawyer, who is not really a lawyer, it's just the manager of the movie theater from the show, <laughs> Helen, uh, she, she makes a case to the judge that they have to be let out because they have to fulfill their Christmas promise to this little girl. Uh, so the judge agrees uh, to let them out, but they have to give this girl and her family the best Christmas ever, or they're going back to jail. That's the plot. There's so many people. <laughs> There's so many fucking single fathers that are like, man, come on, dude. I, I gotta make sure that my Christmas for my kids are great. They're like, yeah, uh, no, jail, fucking five years. Guilty. You can't break a Christmas promise, though. They had to, they had to let him go so they could yeah, fulfill well, their Christmas promise. Yeah, well, I wish promise. I fucking knew that when I was getting yelled at by the judge for drinking and uh, having an oak container. It, well, it was in the middle of the summer. D does Christmas miracles and stuff still work in fucking July? I mean, Christmas in July is a thing, so maybe. No, that's stupid and a dumb fucking gimmick. Hey, J Christmas in July is a very magical time. It's ridiculous. Christmas in July is just. Uh, anyway, I don't have I don't have the strength to argue Christmas in July because I am not prepared for that. Yeah, I don't have the uh, functioning brain to argue about Christmas in July. Every word I say, it hurts more. So let's just <laughs> let's get to my top ten and give your brain a break. All right, Mo, tell me about your tenth favorite movie of all time. My tenth favorite movie of all time, and this, uh, I had to debate this a little bit because I was like, "Well, what's the fucking strong opener? You have to have a strong opener, and you as long as blah, 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 blah. you have to have a strong opener along with your fucking strong closer, right?" So, with that being said, uh, my number ten is The Departed. Uh, the Part is a great uh, film. It's directed by Martin Scorsese. It has Leonardo DiCaprio. It has uh, fucking Jack Nicholson. It has a, it has uh, Martin Sheen. Is in wow. There. There's actually uh, there was there's actually a lot of really really great stars uh, in there. Like for example, Brad Pitt was a producer for the film, right? And I didn't know that. Uh, until like I started reading like some fun little facts about it on the uh, on the internet here this year intertubes <clears throat> and uh it's also the only film that got Martin Scorsese his only Oscar because he's never gotten an Oscar before for the movie now the 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 premise is this uh one of the uh, see uh fuck you know what? I should probably read the premise before I get to the premise, but uh, uh, 
it was supposed you know it was it was, there was supposed to be like a basketball diaries fucking brotherhood thing because uh Mark Wahlberg and DiCaprio were uh in this movie as well as well as the uh the basketball diaries. Now, I'm not sure have you ever seen a Martin Scorsese flick? I don't think so. Really? Oh, okay, okay, cuz it's a it's a fucking great movie. Or uh, 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 Martin Scorsese does a lot of really, really great uh, movies. I've definitely heard and, the name. Yeah, he's he's one of the more famous movies, uh, movies, uh, one of the more famous directors to come in Hollywood, come to Hollywood to actually do. <laughs> I'm sure uh, he came in Hollywood too. <laughs> oh, there, there's lots of people who came in Hollywood, but do, but yeah. Did Scorsese so, get canceled? <laughs> no, you can't cancel okay. Martin Scorsese. Good. <laughs> You can't cancel Spielberg or Scorsese or or a, any of these fucking people. There, you're never. I think really you should truly... be able to cancel Spielberg. You've, have you heard some of the awful shit about that guy? No, not at all. I've only ever heard good things about Spielberg. Man, maybe it's all baseless. But I've read a lot of. I'm not gonna like have a real opinion because I I can't verify any of it. But I've read a lot of uh, gross shit about Spielberg. No shit. Huh. I'll have to go check that out because I've never actually see, heard anything uh, bad about him. Like, what, one of my favorite movies, or shit, I, I, have, I was going to go on a fucking tangent, but I, I kind of forgot what I was going to go with that, with a uh, fucking uh, Spielberg. But yeah, I, I've only ever heard like good, mo- uh, good things about that uh, guy. But anyway, yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm off base, but I've heard like some rumors about some creepy shit. Oh, well, well, uh, all right. So the base synopsis of this movie is it's two and a half hours long. Uh, it's a story about a, co- a South Boston cop named Billy Costigan. He's the one that's played by Leonardo DiCaprio, and he goes undercover to infiltrate the freaking uh, organization of uh, Frank Costello, which is based off of a real life Boston gangster called Whitey Bulger. Uh, Whitey Bulger is uh, a sick, sick motherfucker, and there's all sorts of uh, there's all sorts of stories about that. If you want to Google like a, a a modern day uh a modern day freaking gangster, uh, go check out Whitey Bulger. He he finally got busted, and it turned out that he really was an FBI informant, right? Uh, his uh former bodyguard. The one, uh, the one that's always with him, that that's with uh, Frank Costello in this movie, his former bodyguard. That uh, his, that role is based off of this guy, uh, based off of his uh, right hand man who wrote a book called uh, "Brutal: A Story About Whitey Bulger," and it's a fucking really really good read. Uh, it goes, it it goes in depth. Uh, on like uh, all the stuff that they used to do, how uh, he was scoping out this guy who was at this diner, right? Like there's a few stories or there's a few, uh, yeah, there are a few stories in that book that apparently were referenced in uh, the GTA series. Uh, One of them was, uh, one of them was that in GTA three near the beginning of the game, there's this one mission where you have to drive to this diner and you have to put a bomb underneath the car, right? And the reason why people remember this uh, this mission, not because it was memorable or action-packed or something. No, this was, hey, go to point A to point B with no resistance whatsoever, put this bomb under there, and now wait for about two and a half minutes for this fucking character that slowly walks to his car you can't fucking skip it you're just watching this motherfucker just walk to his fucking car walk 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 two minutes fucking pass he finally gets in the car it says press the trigger button to detonate the bomb boom and that's the fucking mission right well, there's a twist to that. The original story was uh, they uh, the bodyguard was at the the diner, scoping this fucking dude out, right? And 
the guy got into the car, the guy who was scoping out, he gets into the car, and then all of a sudden, you see uh, Whitey Bulger with uh, one of those baklavas or whatever the hell, the, the, the fucking criminal face mask, right? Mm-hmm. He pops up in the back of the thing, looks at his dude and goes, shh, and starts laughing, and then he fucking strangles the fucking guy and kills his ass. So that was that was kind of loosely uh, put into uh, the GTA series. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. I'm uh, real quick. My apologies. Uh, but yeah, please uh, keep the stream entertained because I had to go to the bathroom like really bad. All right. No problem. No problem. No problem. So anyway, so Billy Costigan is going up against Frank Costello, you know, Jack Nicholson's character. And so he's fast, you know, fast forward, fast forward. Uh, uh, Frank Costello grooms children not in the mr girl way but in the uh hey we're going to get these kids while they're young give them a fucking future and a place in the organization and now we're going to make them fucking cops right and so uh frank costello has a whole little like tiny little army of little cop piggies little boys little uh, cop boys fucking uh in the fucking Boston uh, uh, police department, right? So that's why he never gets busted for anything. So you have a, a street cop who got sent into jail because they needed to make his uh, story believable. So when he infiltrates the organization, that he has some uh, street cred, right? And on top of that, the whole, uh, the most of the movie is just uh, Leo and Matt Damon, who's uh, Colin, Colin Sullivan. Uh, they're just, it's basically kind of a movie where they're fighting one another, but they don't know who the other one is until like the, the final act of the movie or maybe the end of the third act of the movie. I I don't really know, but blah, 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 who cares? But we're pretty much looking, we were looking at a lot of, uh, uh, twists and turns and all this stuff and it's it's actually if you're if you're into the twists and turns and big reveals and stuff like that it's uh that that will be definitely a movie for you and you'll probably really really like it uh one of the little factoids of that is uh robert de niro was supposed to be initially cast as frank costello's the character jack nicholson wasn't the first choice and jack nicholson actually uh didn't want them didn't want the role at the very beginning he he didn't want it at all he was just going to pass on it because uh yeah he just didn't want it and let's see what else what else what else uh this is a real cool fact that i didn't know existed till just like a few minutes ago it only took DiCaprio and scorsese because they work so well together and so much together it only took them one day to decide to do it because apparently William Monaghan's script was so well written. Hmm. Hmm. Damn. Pardon me, y'all. One sec, one sec. <clears throat> All right. Sorry about that. There was some shit in my nose. But anyway. So, yeah, that's... uh. That's kind of The Departed in a nutshell. It's my first movie, I swear to God, I'll get better at explaining some of these fucking things. But, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's definitely ranks up there on my top ten list of all-time movies because I'm really, really into crime dramas, and I love movies about gangsters and organized crime because it's fucking fantastic. You know, I like, I, I like hearing stories about uh, uh, gangsters and and criminals and stuff like that because I'm, I'm super super into that it's like the 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 cops and detectives and stuff are usually like you know the other part of it too like but there's a reason why uh the departed made the list and wolf of wall street didn't make the list it's because mainly i i really like the 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 mobster scene and i love checking stuff out uh from them so anyway Man, Riley, uh, where are you?
let's see. Uh, this is also the first movie where Jack Nicholson and Martin Scorsese ever did together. That was the first one they've done. Uh, like I said, Brad Pitt was the producer for it and all that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jack Nicholson went off script a lot because uh, it kind of called for it. You know, you never know what to expect from him because he just go off the call and say and do anything. So it was a lot of uh, impro improvisation, improv. But uh, I, I think you know, once you watch it, it actually it actually does make a whole lot of sense, and it really is kind of cool. Apparently, uh, Boston Celtics were completely banned from the set because Jack Nicholson is a diehard Lakers fan, which is weird. He also refused to don a Red Sox cap because uh, they were in fucking Boston, so he repped the fucking Boston team. But apparently, he never wanted to fucking do that, so that's kind of funny. Let's see. Uh, him and the guy who played French uh, didn't get along very well. And, uh, you know, apparently they ju we just didn't click, you know. Blob, 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 duh. Okay, I'm here. Oh, uh, thank God, because I am running out of shit to fucking talk about. Well, I came, I came to save you just in time. Yeah, yeah. Well, because, like, I've been talking about The Departed for about five-ish minutes now. I'm like, I'm running out of facts here. And, like, you know, I can only say I like this movie so much. So you said all you need to say about The Departed while I was gone then? Are we moving on? Uh, Pretty much if you'd like to do your number nine. Or have since you said you've never seen The Departed, we can move on to your ninth pick. Okay, uh, well then my ninth pick, you see, I think this is a movie that a lot of people hate. I've heard a lot of negative things about this movie, but I think the same negatives for most people are positives for me. I love this movie because it's bad. Uh, mm. It's getting my number nine spot. Uh, number nine on my list is Jason X. Jason X? Really? Yes. Like that, I mean, like... It was an okay movie. It just didn't like. I I liked the previous ones, but like, uh, Jason X was in that extreme teens and extreme marketing, uh, fucking time where everyone who was like thirty was playing a seventeen year old, and like you know, like Jason X did it. Fucking Saw Two did it. It was a really really weird time in Hollywood for like uh, movie making and stuff because there was a bunch of. There's so many actors and actresses from that time period. They're like, hell yeah, man, going to fucking make it big. And then after they got done with the extreme marketing stuff, which I kind of think that Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, they might have helped kill that because they made fun of it a lot in that movie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Jason X, huh? So Jason X is a film uh, where... It's uh, the, I believe, final film in the Friday the 13th franchise before it was rebooted, unless you count uh, Freddy vs. Jason, um, where <clears throat> they, they take Jason and they put him in the future and then they put him in space. <laughs> and the it's future like... future in space. The perfect it's like combination. The, yes, of course. And it's like the most schlocky, terrible garbage... But I love it. It's so great. <laughs> Just the way that this movie is crafted. It's. Uh, I think it's very self-aware of how fucking stupid its premise is. And yeah, it... <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely gleamed that when I saw that because I've only ever made the movie. I've only ever watched the movie once, right? But like, I I kind of got that from from the get go from the trailer because like it, it's so like cheesily done. Like, uh, because uh, Bodies by Drowning Pool uh, was uh, popular at the time. Oh, and my they God. Used, 
they use the shit out of that song in the fucking trailer, and it's it's just it's just goofy as fuck. Yeah, no, this movie is very self-aware, and that's why it's very enjoyable. Like the way the characters are crafted and the way the plot is crafted is so like f- stupid that it's the most fun movie in this franchise. And I knew I was putting something from the Friday the Thirteenth franchise on this list. Um, and that's the, that's a good one. That's a good one. Jenny yeah, J- Bailey three one two says Jonah a Veggie Tales movie did better better be in the top ten. <laughs> I think it's I think it's both of our number ones actually. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, I, I fucking love Veggie Tales, man. A great franchise. Uh but uh Yeah, so yeah, Jason X, uh for those who don't know, uh Jason uh is in uh the future. Uh and then he get well he's in the future, which is the it starts in twenty ten, which was the future in two thousand when <laughs> the movie came out. Um, so many, then, so many goofy fucking things came from like once we hit the year two thousand or like you know uh, to the twenty tens because no one could fathom even two thousand eight because like if you go back in like in the sixties and seventies all the dystopian fucking uh, movies are always set in like the year two thousand or the year two thousand fifteen. I'm like, dude, I lived through those years. Nothing fucking happened. It was shitty. Are there any uh, any of those movies take place in 2020? Because they might have been prophetic if that was the case. Oh, probably. There's like a there there's like a million fucking uh, uh movies that start in 2001, uh, that were ill-timed disaster movies. Given what happened that year, and then there's uh, like. 2020 is used a whole lot. I don't know if there's a significance to that date specifically, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 use uh 2020 uh 1999, which was really weird that everyone kept uh, referencing 1999 in like 1995 because apparently like people could not handle the fact that it was the millennium, you know? Like at the end of the century, but at the yeah. end of like, you know, the the the, the first two thousand years. Or no, it's the first thousand years, I guess. I don't know. And then Y two K. Yeah, Y two K was wacky. <laughs> Dude, I, I missed the shit. Out of uh, Y2K, because like, uh, like me and my friends were like, dude, we were partying. Like, hey, the world's gonna fucking end, and quite frankly, I'm fine with it. The whole fucking place can go. All the fucking planes can fall the skies. The stock market can fucking crash. I don't fucking care. Fuck the global economy. Let's fucking rock and roll. And it was like, no, no, no. Just people had to work their asses off to change, uh, you know, a nine into a zero. Because essentially what happened was uh, when people made computators, they didn't, they pretty much everyone thought, because this was back in a, when they were making like supercomputers, like in the Captain America fucking Winter Soldier, when the Hydra, when one of the Hydra agents is this giant fucking super, it was this giant computer that uh, took up a whole fucking room. Uh, people, that was the nuclear fucking uh, height of the Cold War, or like the beginning of the Cold War days. So I'm guessing everyone didn't have a bunch of fail safes just in case they made it to the end of the century. But everyone just pretty much assumed that they, we would all be eradicated by now. Yeah, that, that that's point fair I enough. I was making with that, but you know. Oh, yeah, because everyone references 1999 and Y2K, blah, blah, blah. It's like the uh, there's an episode of My Name Is Earl, uh, where uh, it's Y2K Day. It's it's New Year's 2000, and they the all the main characters. I I forget how it was set up, but all the main characters are somehow under the impression that they are the last survivors of the human race, and that Y2K has wiped everybody else out. So they like go camp out in a grocery store and they form a new little society at a grocery store. It's a really good episode. And then they all they all like 
at the end of their of their first night, they're like, "We could do this. We can we can propagate the human race. We're gonna do this." And then they go to bed, and then they wake up, and there are people in the grocery store, and they realize that like the grocery store was just closed because like there was like some parade going on, and that everybody is still alive. <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> yeah, my name is Earl. That that's a that's a show, show that I I need to watch. It's literally my favorite show. Uh, it's four seasons. Four seasons? Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, Jason X is just the ultimate, like, campy horror movie. And I love every second of it. Uh, I think one of the, one of the best of, uh, of, like, the genre scenes is... Um, there's a scene where they distract Jason uh, with a simulation... And the, and the simulation is he's on a campground and there are two like scantily clad dressed teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Want to have and some premarital sex? <laughs> we love premarital sex. And then, it, and then it just cuts to Jason fucking slamming them into a pole in a sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, they, they were all very, very well aware that they were in a horror movie because that's uh, that that's bag that's goofing on i think it was uh the first the first or second jason movie that uh jason Voorhees did that to uh a chick uh he he grabbed her uh, like she was in her uh sleeping bag right uh put her in there zipped that bitch up grabbed her by her feet and fucking slammed it in a fucking tree yeah it's a classic uh friday the 13th kill mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh friday the 13th you know jason like uh uh, Friday Thirteenth and uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Friday Thirteenth. Uh, oh God, there there was a, there's a lot of uh, like '80s horror films that, of course, because of uh, Alfred Hitchcock, you know, uh, th- there's a lot of them that really kicked off like this whole fucking genre that is unfortunately uh, a shadow of its former self. Like I, I don't like any modern horror movies like at all i haven't seen a good horror flick that didn't come from the old school group like there's a uh there's a a little short film series called the master of horror and it has mm-hmm. you know robert england and all those fucking people uh uh the who who's the guy that directed scream again for wes anderson uh yeah all of them were in there uh all of them were in there and they they was it wes anderson or was it wes craven oh fuck uh der wes anderson (laughs) is a completely different wes yes wes craven mo wes craven is director you're thinking about yeah wes craven fucking uh uh did that new nightmare and like a bunch of other uh horror films but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, those movies really kicked off uh, the the horror genre, and it was great for a while. You know, it's because of that. You know, we get like Tromaville and uh, the, you know the Toxic Crusader and all that. And it's it's pretty much the reason why we got Scream. And honestly, I think the Scream, like the first three Scream movies, I kind of think they're the last like best horror film or a horror series that we've had and it's been such a a schlocky shit show ever since then because the new the new uh, uh, halloween movie didn't need to happen like no one asked for the new halloween movie and some of the re and the reboots that we've had you know i'm gonna be real with you I don't think that the Michael the, the the Michael Myers Rob Zombie version was good, but it just dragged out for so fucking long, and it wasn't as cerebral or as psychological as Rob Zombie himself would like to think. Uh, that movie was. It had like a good like twenty minutes, twenty thirty minutes, like right when you see, uh michael get committed into the insane asylum for killing his fucking sister and i think his dad sister dad and boyfriend i believe it was yeah uh it was good the the end 
was really really good it's just that the rest of the movie just wasn't that good and it's it's kind of a slog uh to fucking get through to the really really good parts because you start off really really well and then you end really really well but then everything else is sort of like i'm fucking so goddamn bored yeah yeah certainly fair enough um but yeah jason x is a very self-aware and fun horror movie that i enjoy watching every time i get the chance to watch it and i also want to say uh my apologies to mo and the people at home but i underestimated how sick i am so i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna do our number eights and then we're gonna do a part two (laughs) how does that sound (laughs) yeah yeah sure Sure, sure, sure. Well, yeah, uh, uh, well, I haven't even done my number nine yet. Yeah, yeah, you do your number nine, and then we'll both do our number eights, and we'll call it good. Okay, all right, one. good deal, good deal, good deal. All right, uh, or are you done with Jason X? Yep, uh, I've said all I need to say. Uh, just a really fun, self-aware uh, slasher film. A nice, uh, you know, self-aware sort of uh, spoof on the genre. Uh, very good. Nice, nice. All right. <clears throat> My number nine. Uh, I want to preface all this by saying Kevin Smith is one of my favorite, most favorite directors of all time. And it sucks that this movie didn't rank a little bit higher. But when when it's going up against, you know, a lot of the other ones that we'll get to in another time, uh, it just, it, you know, it earns a solid number nine. It's a little bit better than, well... Maybe it's not better than The Departed, but still pretty fucking good, I think. And that movie for my number nine is Mallrats. Mallrats, uh, to give you the little synopsis here, T.S. Jeremy London, who you've never really seen in anything else other than Mallrats and maybe a couple other Kevin Smith films, and his best friend Brody, Jason Lee, who, you know, is a fucking fantastic actor and all that. The Uh, star of My Name is Earl, Jason Lee. Yeah, I actually met some of his family uh, in... uh, There's a a little diner, a little restaurant in Houston, Texas, and uh, some of his family members run it, and they have pictures of his stuff and all there, and it's a pretty bumping fucking place. I don't remember the, the name of it, and it's been so long since i've even like this was like years and years ago almost a decade but yeah anyway yeah so brody jason lee they take a trip to the mall after their girlfriends break up with them uh uh michael rorker which is whose name is jared uh he is the host of a popular dating uh, show that he's trying to get picked up by a major network so they they do this show they do a live recording in a mall and it's the mall that uh, uh brody loves to go and just fuck around on just be a mall rat you know they're not there to shop they're not there to work they're just there which i believe was the tagline for the uh the poster which is one of my i think one of my favorite fucking things because i can good. identify with this movie because i too was a mall rat i wasn't there to shop i wasn't there to work I was just there and I started learning from Brody. Uh, like you can have like a certain size cup. If it looks nondescript enough, you can go to the food court and just said, Hey, uh, can I have this filled up, please? Thank you. And you can just fucking sip on your favorite kind of beverage all damn day. You know, like Phyllis with Coke, no ice was pretty much my fucking line for like, you know, uh, when I was like 2021, you know, but anyway, so blah 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 blah. They get into they get into wacky shenanigans. Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck is a uh, anal sex loving uh, fucking sleazy store manager <laughs> whose name is Shannon, which is a hard it, it, as as a dude, you know. Despite our uh, current year uh, sensibilities. Being a guy and having your name as Shannon is still fucking tough, you know? That probably, uh, that probably, uh, uh, tells us why he's such a fucking dick. And he, uh, 
he has a thing for getting with, with chicks on the rebound and he's all like hey can we do it in the butt like he has a thing for butt sex it, it but with chicks and but it's just it's it's really really weird it's like a an odd personality fucking uh, uh quirk you know uh this uh this movie did not do well in theaters at all in fact uh back when he when kevin smith and his team view askew made this movie uh him and uh scott Mosier and james jacks uh they they had a, an answering machine message that says hey sorry can't come to the phone right now we're busy wick licking our wounds because the fucking studio, I, I think it was uh, the Weinstein brothers at the time. Uh, he he's done he's done a lot of uh uh oh no it was a uh, Gramercy Pictures it says here. Uh, they they fucking called him up yelling at him because uh, it flopped fucking hard, and it really fucking sucks because well Clerks didn't do really well either. In fact, up until Dogma. Uh, Kevin Smith's movies like normally, you know, normally flawed. I think Chasing Amy did fairly well, but uh, that's a movie. That's a story for another day. Uh, but uh, it, it had a budget of six point one million and only uh made two point one million total in the box office. Oh no! <clears throat> and it took a little while. Until uh, about 1998, 1999, when uh, Dogma came to the theaters, and it really that movie propelled Kevin Smith's career and put him into the fucking spotlight. And then everyone went back in there because he was known for doing Clerks, but Clerks was a, a, a movie that only like the weirdos and, and freaks and geeks and uh, oddballs. Uh, fucking knew about it was kind of like hashtag our movie you know before the normies got a hold of it and you get movies like red state but anyway that that's a rant for another day um yeah yeah this uh this movie what it means to me is uh it it really showed me that i wasn't alone and in, in, in my loserdom and my uh just like me being me as a, as a dude, as a former teenager at that time when I saw this movie, you know, mm -hmm. it, uh, it really showed me that I, I, I don't have to think that I'm a piece of shit all the fucking time and that I'm doing, you know, you, you will do really well and things will work out in the end because a lot of Kevin Smith's movies tend to have like a, a positive, happy ending. And this movie is uh no is no exception you can debate whether or not clerks had a quote-unquote happy happy ending maybe it's more of a hey i'm working class and this is probably the best i'm happiest i'm gonna get sort of ending which i think is more uh accurate because this one's different because everything kind of worked out for most of the characters in the end you know uh, like the the bad guys got screwed uh be the good guys won and they got their girlfriends back and so that was really really cool uh the conclusion was apparently to the wikipedia the conclusion reveals that t.s mary's brandy at universal studios while on a jaws attraction which is sort of a reference to the beginning of the movie where uh him and brody t.s they're best friends and they're talking to each other and he goes, when were you going to pro propose to uh, uh, Brandy when Jaws popped out of the water at Universal Studios? And it was kind of funny because the, the Jaws attraction is one of the most referenced fucking attractions at Universal Studios when people want to bag on Universal Studios because apparently the animatronic fucking uh, uh, shark kind of uh, comes up. You can hear the... Rawr, I'm a shark. Fuck you. Rawr. That's what it says. It, it has a voice box and it says, a oh, fuck you, I'm a shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it has, uh, uh, what's his name? Since you like, uh, since you like Jason Lee so much, uh, the other one, what's his fucking name? Uh, 
Brody Bruce. I believe that's he. Oh, that's no, that's not him. Who was the uh, his uh, uh, who is his best friend? Je- Ethan Suplee. Uh, Suplee. That, that's his brother, Suplee. and my name is Earl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I thought that was his uh, yeah, I thought that blah blah blah. Um, yeah. He's in there. Wow. Uh, Wikipedia does not fucking credit him in being in this movie. Holy shit. I, I Are guess you sure that you're not wrong about who it was? No, I'm 100% fucking certain that it was Ethan Suplee. Fair y- enough. You know what? Fuck it. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> in, in, in fact... Maybe I should look that up. You know, I'm just going to IMDB this because now I'm. Because now I'm fucking wondering, am I wrong here? I can't fucking be wrong. I've watched this movie a million times. It's a. Uh, it, 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 it's it, it should be him. I mean, I fucking just Google so. Ethan Supply Mallrats. Oh, God, this uh, this movie had. A fucking show? Like no there's one a ever mall fucking... rats TV show? Yeah, there's apparently a mall rats TV show, and I have never even heard that it even existed, or you know, it is uh oh yeah 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 uh yeah is uh William yeah Ethan Suplee. God, he has a weird sounding last name. If it it, it it feels so weird saying it. Like uh, off, you know, off the top of your tongue, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's in there. There's there's actually cameos by like a a bunch of Youth Universe uh characters like uh Steve Dave and uh, his little uh butt boy minion. Like you never see them in anything else unless you like uh that the comic books, the Clerks comic, and all that stuff because they expand upon their characters. In the in these movies that you never really see too much of, unless like you're into the extended universe for those people, and uh, 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 Ethan or uh, uh, William and uh, uh, fucking Steve Dave are are in there, but blah blah blah. Uh, uh, Stan Lee also has a cameo. Back when he was a little bit, he just loves and... cameos, huh? Yeah, <laughs> he a loves cameo cameos. Oh, cameo in Mallrats, a cameo in the Teen Titans Go movie. Uh, one of the that was pretty great. Yeah, yeah, and Teen Titans Go is so fucking good. But anyway, uh, I really, really like this movie a lot. It made me feel, you know, something in my heart when I was just miserable, too young and depressed, and didn't know shit about anything. And it made me feel like I wasn't alone. And uh, just keep, keep at it. And you too, by the time you're about, probably about 23, 24, will not be such a fucking loser. <laughs> How wrong they kind of <laughs> were. Anyway, uh, uh, so yeah, I'm done. And I said everything I need to say about mall rats. So uh, yeah, apologies again. I'm going to have to walk back what I said five minutes ago because I am about to just uh, curl up into a ball and fucking die. So <laughs> I, th- I think... This is your. This is a little taste. We got a, so- a solid hour stream out of our first two entries, which I was not expecting. So uh, I guess uh, join us next time we can get together, uh, and we'll do hopefully a little bit of a longer stream and do eight through one. <laughs> yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, do that, and uh, I hope you get to feeling better. And thanks for everyone coming out. I appreciate it and all that. Go check me out, Modigity Twitch.tv slash Modigity. Hell yeah, and I, I apologize again uh, for cutting us short here, but uh, my body refuses, <laughs> so it, it's, time, it's time to pack it up for the day. Um, I, I thank you all for listening. Uh, join us next time. Hopefully we'll do uh, part two of this before the next movie review, uh, which is scheduled for Thursday. So yeah, look forward to <clears throat> part two of this. I'm reviewing... Uh, Jennifer's body uh, with Alexis on Thursday. Uh, so yeah, we got some streams uh, coming down the pipe. Uh, thank you all for watching for the Riley Live Movie Review Podcast. I have been Riley, and I've been Mo. And yeah, 
goodbye in a second when I can get to the bots to get rid of them. No, quick, give us a give us some life advice before I can get rid of these bots. Oh, uh, uh, invest in dividend stocks. Oh, like, there you go. The not the expensive ones. Dividends, the TLDR of those is you buy stocks, the company gives you money for owning stocks as an attaboy, a thank you, if you will. And if you buy a bunch of stocks, you'll get more uh, back every like month or every quarter, depending on the payout. And you can even refuse the payout and just tell it to reinvest in itself. And over time, that shit will snowball into like, you know, hundreds of thousands you know during every like quarter or every month you know so it's a little bit of passive income in your pocket yeah uh that's a that's a good advice uh but yeah thank you all for listening goodbye bye